Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming program author Tom Burkhalter, and he is the author of We Live in Fame, a novel of the European Air War, February through June 1943. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Tom, how are you? I'm fine, Donna. Hope you're doing well today. Yes, indeed. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a writer. I live in Hickory, North Carolina. I've been writing since I was 14. Mostly the last 10 years, I've been writing about the air war in World War II. So tell us about this book. We Live in Fame generally deals with Charlie Davis, one of the characters that's been in the series since the first book, Everything We Had. Charlie is a bomber pilot, and he's being groomed for higher command positions. And the 8th Air Force is in trouble. They don't know if they're going to be able to stay with their daylight bombing campaign. Problem is, nobody knows in the 8th Air Force how to bomb at night. That's what the Royal Air Force Bomber Command has been doing since the first part of the war. So they sent Charlie over to learn how uh, Bomber Command does things. This book is about his experiences with Bomber Command. So who did you write this book for? Who's your target audience? Well, pretty much anybody interested in World War II. I try to do enough historical research to put the reader in the position of whoever is in the book. Granted, I wasn't there, but I do try to do a lot of research to make it as realistic as possible. Now, it's fiction. This is not intended as history. But if you want to kind of look through the eyes of somebody who was there in World War II, I like to think I've done a pretty good job of enabling the reader to do exactly that. So anyone interested in World War II or anybody just interested in a good aviation story. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that runs throughout the book? What is it like to experience war at night in the air? That, I think, is probably the central message. What do you feel? How does it make you feel? It's Charlie's experiences in the air, and that's pretty much the central message of the book. What is it going to be like if you were there? So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I try to make these experiences as realistic as possible, and the reason for that is exactly the same reason that Homer wrote the Iliad, so that people reading it can understand what their ancestors went through, sometimes their immediate ancestors, but people that, that were just like them who were faced with extraordinary situations and rose to the task. And comparing myself to Homer is immodest, but on the other hand, these books serve exactly the same function that the Iliad serves. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, the one that it's most likely to be is a book called 12 O'Clock High, which was written just after World War II by two Air Corps officers who actually participated in the war. It's very much the same idea, very much the same time frame, except that it happened for 8th Air Force personnel, not a bomber command, RAF bomber command personnel. But it's very much the same idea. This is what happens when you experience these things. You know, this is what's at stake. This is what you're trying to do. 
Now, some of the books in this series have gone to bestseller status, have they not? Yes, that's true. We did a promotion for everything we had, and as a result, we got into bestseller status for Amazon in, I believe, it was military historical fiction and historical fiction categories. So yeah, we, we got up to bestseller status with it. So why did you decide to write about the RCAF and Bomber Command? One of the things I've tried to do with my books is to look at lesser-known aspects of the history of the war. Bomber Command early on is something that we in this country don't know very much about. The Royal Canadian Air Force had a, and they're, you know, the Canadians are our neighbors to the north, right? What's not well known is the extensive contribution that the Royal Canadian Air Force made to Bomber Command. They had a full group, which was more like the equivalent of an air division in the 8th Air Force. But Canada funded and equipped this group, number six group, out of their own funds. The personnel were drawn, like all of Bomber Command's units, were drawn from all over the British Empire, but mostly Canadians. And I wanted to do something a little bit different, which is what I always try to do. So I put the characters and the action on a Royal Canadian Air Force station, Middleton St. George, which was run by the number six group. And mostly it was just to remind people that there were more participants in that war than us. So what's your latest work in progress in this series? I'm doing a book that I haven't quite decided on a title yet. The working title is Endurance, and it's going to be set back in the Southwest Pacific so I can look at the last part of the tour for uh, two of my characters, Jimmy Ardana and Danny Evans, and we'll have to see what exactly happens to them. I may do a little historical revision in that. I will remind the listeners that I write fiction. I try to stay as close to the history as I can, but, you know, in the end, I'm telling a good story. I'm not writing historical documents. So, yeah, we're going to go back to the Southwest Pacific in probably April and May of 1943. Now, we only see Major Jack Davis briefly in We Live in Fame. What's in store for him? Well, Jack Davis, like his brother Charlie, is one of the original characters in the series. And Jack is a fighter pilot, where Charlie's a bomber pilot. When we see him and we live in fame, Jack is still in command of the 88th Fighter Squadron. They're a training squadron based in New England, but they're training to go to war. They'll end up with P-47 Thunderbolts. And in the end, Jack is going to take that squadron and possibly the rest of the group to England to fight in the 8th Air Force. So Jack has got plenty of action ahead of him, and that's going to be a few books down the line, though. So how many more books are in the series, and what are they going to cover? There's at least six more books in the series. There's Endurance that we already talked about. The next book where Jack and his squadron goes to England, that'll be Nos Credimus. And then we're going to look at the late summer and fall of 1943 in Schweinfurt. And any listeners who know a little bit about uh, World War II history will know about the Schweinfurt raid in August and October of 1943. So we'll be looking at some harrowing and dangerous events there. Then we'll be looking at early 1944 in the final hours. After that one, I'm probably going to do a story about the Wasp. Jimmy's girlfriend, Laura Sue, has joined the Wasp, we find out, in Shoestring's End, which is the sixth book in the series. So we're going to see a little bit about that. I haven't determined everything in there. And then the last book in the series, as far as I know now, is going to be called Ashes, and it will cover the B-29 campaign against Japan at the end of the war.
So, do you have any plans to go beyond World War II and the characters in the No Merciful War series? Yes, I'm going to do a police procedural short series, maybe three or four books. I started as a fantasy and science fiction writer, and I've always wanted to get back to that. And I have at least one series set aboard the first starship to be built. And I've been working on that for a long time, I'm I'm afraid to say. But yes, there's definitely other things in the work beyond the No Merciful War series. So did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Well, yes. When we were growing up, my dad was an electronics engineer, so he worked on radar for anti-ballistic missiles. So I was always around military bases and things of that sort. We lived for a while on a place called Kwajalein in the Marshall Islands, where there was a major battle in World War II. So, you know, living on a battlefield can give you kind of an interesting perspective on things. In school, I took my degree in mathematics, and that kind of gave me a taste for detail work, shall we say. And later on, I got a law degree, and that also orients you towards detail and how to do research and come about proving a point. So I've used all of that as my tools, well, the tools in my writer's toolbox, so to speak. So what's been your most rewarding experience since you started writing this series? One of the purposes of the book is to let people know what their ancestors did. And I have had at least once for every book that I've written, someone has said, my parents, my father, my grandfather, my uncle, some close relation was in the war. And it helped them see through their eyes so that they got a better understanding of what their people went through. And that has been the most rewarding experience for me. So your characters in the book, are they pure fiction or do you draw from people you know in real life? Well, that would have to be yes and yes. Some of them are pure fiction, but some I did draw from real life. Like, for example, the character of Al Stern, who is Charlie's navigator in the first four books of the series. Al is drawn from an old friend of mine named John Parker. And John Parker was actually a navigator in the 8th Air Force and had 33 missions during World War II. John was one of those little soft-spoken, shy people that you'd sort of overlook until you get to know him. And then he's one of the most incredible people you've ever met. So, yes, definitely I've looked at people that I knew that were in the war. There was Sherman Best, who flew B-26 Marauders. There was Bob Morgan, who flew transport planes. I actually got a chance to meet Bob Johnson, the P-47 Thunderbolt ace. So, yeah, I've, I've had enough experience with talking and interacting with these guys. Yeah, I draw from real life as much as I can and from real people as much as I can. So, in your opinion, who should buy this book? Well, of course, the writer's answer to that is everybody. But generally speaking, if you have any sort of interest in flying, If you have any sort of interest in World War II, especially the aviation part of it, if you have any sort of interest in military affairs, or if you like Tom Clancy-style techno-thrillers, I had it drawn to my attention the other day that the level of detail I go through is pretty much like Tom Clancy's techno-thrillers that he wrote. So anybody that's interested in any of those things, military history, aviation history, just a plain techno-thriller, or hopefully just a good story. Anybody would enjoy these books, I think. Do you have a website? I do indeed. It's www.thomasburkhalter.com. That's T-H-O-M-A-S-B-U-R, 
K-H-A-L-T-E-R, thomasburkhalter.com. And it's a great website, by the way. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Tom Burkhalter, and he is the author of We Live in Fame, a novel of the European Air War, February to June 1943. Tom, thanks very much for being with us today. Well, thanks. It's always a pleasure, Don. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author's Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author's Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorsshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, the Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.